Sisters, four women who love Jesus and who have committed to spending time together studying the Bible and growing in friendship with each other. We love being together and we hope that you will enjoy your time with us. Well, hello, um, we are back and we are at the very end of Genesis 2 today um, with Genesis 2.25 and it is going to be short and sweet, but there is a lot of meat that goes along with it. So that's where we are. Terry? So verse 25, Adam and his wife were both naked and they felt no shame. That's it. Okay. That's, that's it. it. Like we said, short and sweet. Mm-hmm. But, oh mm-hmm. my goodness, packed full of, uh, it goes deep. The idea of both being naked, that's not just because they didn't have any clothes on. I think that was their whole, their whole everything. Their life was just open. They didn't have any sin to hide. Mm-hmm. So total then, innocence. Yeah. Like little children. To Rosemary's point, they were in really good shape. So they had no need to be ashamed. <laughs> <laughs> you mean Eve wasn't backing up to get in the bed or... <laughs> My goodness. So I just remember I, I used to do that, you know, because I thought my front side was better than my back side. But then the day came where it was like a toss up. <laughs> I wasn't sure what to do, twirl around and fall in. Oh, oh my gosh. Or take a flying leap. Just yeah. <laughs> Surprise. Oh, Terry. Yeah. Um, Eve didn't have to look for the stretch mark. No, 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 everything was right where it was supposed to be. Yeah, gravity (laughs) hadn't had any effect yet. Yeah, yeah, I like the fact that it just says they felt no shame, like they felt no shame about anything, anything, right? At all, and they were like literally walking with God. Mm-hmm. Like strolling through the avenues of Eden, mm-hmm. and like they had no shame. So let's bring that to us. Generally, when we're strolling with God, we don't experience shame either. We can be in our stuff, we can look at our sin, but when we're connected with God, we have that connection. That that'll be my personal experience when I truly trust Him, when I truly believe that he is who he says he is, and he loves me the way he loves me, I don't experience shame. How about you guys? Yeah, I, think I, might, I, be sh- I might not feel good about what I've done. Yeah, but it's, you're not ashamed to go to him. That, that shame doesn't hold you back. Yeah. Usually, you know what? I agree with you, Rosemary. I don't, I don't ever feel shame in God's presence. He doesn't mm-hmm. shame me. Right. I mean, all my sin... Is, is washed away. So while I might have had an action that I know wasn't pleasing to him, mm-hmm. um, I can repent of that. And the minute I do that, that's, that's covered under the blood of Jesus too. So yeah, I don't, I don't feel shame when I go to him. And I, and I, I think you're right. 
think that the mm-hmm. Adam and Eve would have felt no. I mean, they haven't done anything to feel shame right. about. They really have no knowledge. Before they eat that fruit, mm-hmm. they have no knowledge that there's anything to be ashamed, that they could do anything to be ashamed of. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, Terry, what were you going to... Oh, that's okay. I was just going to say, I'm, I think it was Ezekiel. I'm not sure, but he's like... Oh, don't look at me. Don't look at me, Lord. I'm, I'm just, I'm a horrible person. I'm an unclean man with unclean lips. Don't even look at me. That's how I often feel. Yes. Um, but Okay. Okay. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Finish. No, go ahead. Go ahead. So a lot of times I'll look at the difference between shame and guilt. And guilt is over something that I've done. But shame is where I see my position of who I am. Mm, that's right? a good that's a good way to separate that mm-hmm. yeah and so i i will often go to god feeling ashamed but what gets restored is that connection of who i am my identity gets restored when i could take it to god um i think i've been thinking about this and it's almost like to me shame is there's a rupture in belonging that shame came about like you were saying it wasn't there present in the garden initially but when something happened, shame came in. Um, and I think shame can get restored as we connect to God. God can still talk to us about our unclean lips or our, um, the things that we're doing or the guilt or the sin that we've done. But when shame comes in, that belonging to God, that connection to God, I think it's ruptured. And the one who can repair that is God. That's it. I think that that is the key is like, there is shame in this world because we live in a fallen world and we don't have to live in that shame because Jesus. Yes. But until we know Jesus and until we know what he has done for us and the incredible never ending grace that he extends to us, We can't come to God without that shame. Yeah, we can't fix that shame. We are unable to do that. I love that you brought Jesus in. Go figure in a Bible study. Great job, Suzanne. (laughs) I'm not saying anything else. No, no, we needed that. (laughs) That's right. We do need to differentiate between believers and non-believers then. Right. When we talk about that shame um, and that guilt. Um, yes. Because for a believer, you've already come to God ashamed and confessed your the fact that you need a Savior, right? And you've accepted Jesus. So now your position is different. Now you are redeemed. Mm-hmm. Um, your sins are washed away because you're in relationship with Jesus. So now we don't have to be ashamed. But we certainly were before. We had plenty but- to be ashamed of before. I think at times we still feel ashamed. I'll be honest. There's times I feel ashamed, but that's because I've forgotten my position. That's because I've forgotten my identity and how I stand with Jesus and with God. And and who's standing in the gap for me? Who's covering me? Well, and I think that the enemy would love for us to feel ashamed all the time. Right. Because if we're ashamed, then we're, we're afraid, you know, like Adam and Eve weren't exactly thrilled to see God after they ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Um, Yeah. yeah, So they were ashamed um, at what they'd done Mm -hmm. as much as anything else. I'm sure if not more so. Um, But I, 
um, I think it's important that like Angie to tie into that. I think it's important to recognize that our actions can be shameful, but we are not shameful as a creation. Yes, absolutely. I agree. To know our position in Christ that we are, you know, Jesus paid a very high price so that we would not live condemned and under shame anymore. Right. And so I do think you have to make that connection. Um, Because if we go around as Christians feeling ashamed, then we're not, we're not in faith that what he did was sufficient, that the price he paid on that cross shedding his blood was sufficient to make us right with God and to cleanse us of all that shame and sin. So we always have to keep that in mind that he, he paid that price. So now I am in right standing with God. Maybe I do things, and certainly I do, that I'm not proud of. Mm-hmm. Um, but that doesn't define me. Um, what defines me is who I am in Christ. And even before you realize who you are in Christ, and even before you come to recognize that Jesus came for you, you specifically, Jesus came for you. So even before you realize that, and even before you can soak in that, and even before you believe that, you need to know that you were never created in shame. That you as a person are not shameful. Sorry, I don't know why I'm getting choked up. This is like, I really feel like so many people do not feel worthy and feel the weight of the world and that they are not good enough. And that is not how God created you. God created you in His image. And God created you to be loved And God did not create you to live in shame. Mm -hmm. And there are actions that we all take every single day. Good heavens, actions that are not what they are supposed to be. And that in the the whole scheme of things are shameful actions, right? But that's not who I am as a person. That is the decision that I made in that moment. But that does not define who I am. Because I am created by God for God, and I am good, mm-hmm. and so are you. And God said that right away. He created everything. He made man, and He said, it's very good. When He gets man created, it's very good. It's not just good. It's very good. Yeah. And we were created to be loved by Him, to be in relationship with Him. And it's a shame that people's actions sometimes make them feel that they don't deserve that love and they don't deserve that relationship. But that's the whole purpose of our creation is to be in relationship with Him. That's it. That's the big one. To worship Him in spirit and in truth. Yeah, Satan would love for us to walk around in shame all the time. Because it's a break from God. Go ahead. Yeah, and he stands before God, the Bible tells us. He he's in front of God every day accusing, accusing us, us. Accusing us. Mm-hmm. Well, that is his goal is to yeah. divide us from the Lord and to keep us separated from our relationship mm-hmm. with him. But remember that Jesus is sitting up there saying, "Hey, wait a minute. Uh-uh. Yeah. Pay She's him. in me. She's in me. She's right. in me." Right. So mm-hmm. while he's trying his best, Satan is trying his best, he's not getting anywhere with God. Sometimes mm-hmm. he makes progress with us, making us think we're not worthy or that mm-hmm. we don't deserve the goodness of God. But he's certainly not 
not changing God's opinion of us. Mm-hmm. He's up there trying, but it's not working. So our, our job is to remember our identity in him. Our yeah. job is to remember the state we are in, our position. The more we look at even that identity is where is our standing? How is that looking? What is that about? And the, I'm doing the dovetail thing that Suzanne was doing as I'm talking and realizing God didn't put us alone. Like if I go off alone in that shame, it gets worse. Mm-hmm. But if I bring that with other people and other people go, well, let me tell you exactly like what Angie just did. Let me tell you who you really are. Let me tell you the true state of who you are. Then we're stronger and we can stay together and we can move. And God has created marriage for that in particular to have that sense, to have someone who go, oh, I know you. I know you completely. By the way, I also know your identity in Christ. I also know your standing in Christ. I just want to remind you of that. Even when things get tough in a marriage, it's really important for us to remember who our spouse is in a positive way, in the way God has intended. You know, yeah, If we could see our husbands and wives as God sees everyone, that would really change everybody's relationship. <laughs> it would. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But I, I think that was his intention for the marriage. I think so, to build one another up, to encourage one another, mm-hmm. um, to, to want the best. All the things that he does for us, marriage is supposed to be a reflection of that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So God certainly has good intentions towards us. It's so interesting when you talk to people that are having marital problems. Usually one of the things you hear is that, well, he's doing that to upset me, or he's, I know why he's doing that or why he's saying that. Well, so we lose the whole concept of wanting the best for each other or, or thinking that, you know, my husband would never do anything to hurt me because he loves me like Christ loves the church. Um, Instead, you know, he left those dirty socks on the floor just so I would have to, you mm-hmm. know, clean up after him. We, we get really squirrely sometimes in our thinking. Um, but if we could go back to the whole purpose, God put a man and a woman together so that they could work in harmony for the good of both of them, for the good of everyone. Um, and so if we could keep that, those good intentions towards one another and expecting, believing the best of one another, I think we would be in a lot better shape than we are. We wouldn't have, you know, half the marriages in America ending in divorce. And one of the ways that the reasons divorce is so contentious is because this person does know us in very intimate ways, in ways that nobody else knows us. Yeah. I'd be curious. I've actually never tried this in the counseling. Um, But just like, all right, before you guys fight, here's what I want you to know. I want you guys to look up these verses or have these verses available. I want you to say them out loud to each other and go, oh, by the way, this is you're created in the image of God. You're created. Okay, now we can have the fight. <laughs> I, I'd be curious how they go. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I could see some people going, yes, you're in. Never mind. I'm not going to say it because I don't want to give any weapons to the enemy. But it's like, <laughs> but to actually confirm God's word, I could see myself being angry at my husband. But after I've said, you are creating the image of God. You are for us. You are not against us. Claiming that over him. Yeah. Um, I might say, and we have to talk about those socks on the floor. Actually, my husband doesn't <laughs> put socks on the floor. But Mine it's like, yeah. I know, but it's but, like a good example. Yeah. It's like, but I still need to talk about these socks on the floor. I'm getting, it's not about the socks on the floor ever. Yeah. It's about yeah. feeling disrespected and not mm-hmm. seen by that person. Mm-hmm. 
a lot of those fights are in marriage. But ultimately, wow, this is interesting. It's always about not seeing who we are and who God has created us to be. And we know that's wrong. In our spirit, we know it's wrong when we are not conforming to the image of God. Mm -hmm. We know that. Well, there were some verses in our homework that um, we're supposed to look up that gives us an idea of what God's view of marriage is, what it should be. Mm -hmm. And so I'm just going to write down, I'm just going to say a few things like out of the Song of Solomon, our marriage is supposed to be delightful, uh, where we delight in each other. and, um, And then a wife is to bring honor to her husband. Mm-hmm. Is, and then the husband's supposed to love the wife like Jesus loved the church and sacrificially gave himself mm-hmm. for it. Mm-hmm. If those two were working simultaneously, we would have a delightful marriage. It would be full of joy. Um, and that's what God wants for our marriages. Mm-hmm. I have to confess something. <laughs> When my husband makes me very mad, I squeeze his toothpaste wrong. <laughs> oh, you evil, evil woman. He is a flattener of the toothpaste tubes, and I am a squisher in the middle, and then I'll kind of go along. And so when he makes me really mad, I go in when he doesn't know, and I squish the middle of his toothpaste tube, and I leave it for him to find. <laughs> and you are not ashamed of that either, are I you? I am not. Now I am. <laughs> what does he say? Does he notice it? He does. Okay. He's like, in fact, this morning, I didn't, I didn't do it. I think he just was in like half asleep when he was brushing his teeth. But he came out this morning. He's like, did I make you mad? I was like, no, why? He's like, cause look at my toothpaste. <laughs> anyway. It's a good signal. That's a great no. signal. Yeah. yeah. But now yeah. I'm very convicted that like, that's not noble. That is not a wife of character. So, like, <laughs> oh, I think it's, I think it's a, I think it's really funny. And I think yeah. it's for his yeah. wife. And yeah. I think it's good that he gets it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, when my brother, when we were little, I was one of five kids. We all used the same toothpaste. When I was mad, I would put a little bit of water in so it would come out like diarrhea. And it would drive him crazy. <laughs> so yours is much better, Suzanne. <laughs> oh, oh, boy. Anyway, like that, Sorry, I, did we need that visual? Go ahead. I, we once heard Andy Stanley say that um, marriages don't have marriage problems. Marriages have people problems, right? Because we have all of this stuff. Like a marriage problem is where do you squeeze the toothpaste? Uh, and the things that really cause all these issues in marriages are the people problems, yeah. right? The baggage, the not knowing, um, not fighting fair, like not knowing that we are made in the image of Christ. And guess what? So is that blankety blank, blank, blank spouse mm-hmm. of mine right yeah so anyway yeah it's all the people yeah I, I you just really point out it's never the toothpaste it's never the socks on the floor it's never it's always the thing that's underneath mm-hmm. and it's always about seeing the other person yep yeah or being seen Ooh. ourselves yeah that's tough well we um on that note are out of time yeah. um <laughs> unless somebody else has something that they feel very strongly they need to share in this one no I derailed this with my toothpaste I'm sorry I just was like I I went with you 
Do you ever have something that is like, I, I can't, I have to confess this right now. I have to confess that I squeeze my husband's toothpaste in the middle. Anyway. Uh, oh, you're <laughs> yeah. so sweet, Suzanne. Yeah. Really. That's your, yeah. that's your confession. You're so sweet. I was going to say. And, and what wow. a good idea to put it on the podcast. So when he edits it, he'll see that. <laughs> <laughs> I have removed him from the editing process. So Sometimes, anyway. Hey, yes. it stays between us. <laughs> And the other 15,000 people that are <laughs> Yes, yes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right. Well, does um, somebody want to close for us today? I will. Okay. Lord, we're just so thankful that um, with all the other wonderful things that you have provided to us through your creation, you've also provided us with a sense of humor. And we're just thankful for that. And we just... Um, Thank you for your word that we can look and see what you expect of us, what you expect of our marriages, what you expect of us as wives and as husbands. And um, Lord, we just pray that we would always turn our eyes to you in these situations, that we will look for the underlying problems, not just the outward um, appearances of uh, squished toothpaste uh, tubes or socks on the floor, but that we'll look and see what the real problem is behind that and why we're bothered and that you would give us insight so that we would make our marriages stronger, um, especially in the face of the world where there's so many divorces going on. We just pray, Lord, that you would uh, strengthen our marriages and the marriages of the people that are listening to this podcast. Uh, we just thank you again for your leading and you're <clears throat> giving us your words that so we have clear understanding of it. We ask you to um, bless the people that are listening and their marriages. Pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 And cut. <laughs> <laughs>